0: Welcome to A Joy To Be Me, a podcast empowering women out of overwhelm, uncertainty, and breakdown to love and embrace who they are. Tune in to learn how to avoid the pitfalls of burnout and start following your ultimate bliss. It's time for the modern woman and mother to start taking her pleasure seriously and let her creativity flow and pursue her big and beautiful dreams. I'm your host, Lydia Joy. Let's have some fun. Hmm. Hey everyone. It's Lydia. I am just feeling such an overflow of love right now. (laughs) As I come to you to share today, my heart is so full, so full. And it just felt so appropriate for me to share this particular episode with you. It's something I've been actually wanting to uh, record And uh, today was the time to do it. It's uh, actually a past blog post that I wrote in January of 2019. And as I am um, feeling so satiated and full in my life um, and seeing just how incredibly um, healing and transformative that has been for me and others who are in my World, (laughs) it just felt appropriate to come and share more on this topic with you today, as well as, you know, in the light of uh, kind of where I'm heading with the podcast lately. I'm also working on an episode on physical touch. And, you know, it's just important to layer this in, uh, in many, many ways. And I know that, um, Many of us come to a healing journey from different angles. So, you know, the le- the work that I do is around, you know, helping women with primarily their physiology, you know, they're not feeling good symptoms in their body, but it goes way beyond that as well. And so we have to always look at the whole person. Um, you know, and see you know what are our basic human needs so that we can thrive. And let's be honest, one of the most foundational has to do with uh love and human connection. and um yeah, so I mean it's it, you know it can sound cliche if <laughs> if we if we think about it, but if we really unpack it. It's really honestly so revolutionary, to be quite frank. And so I wrote a blog post in 2019 called Love is the Best Medicine of All, unpacking some things that I had experienced and gone through to kind of just demonstrate, you know, the value of this. Um, Many of us are starving for the love we really need. And deserve, quite frankly, it's been um, something that comes up with pretty much everyone I work with, with my my own life, my children. You know, it's like how can we learn to love more? And so it's always an evolution. But today, I just want to at least broach this uh, conversation and share this past blog post with you. You certainly could go and read it. I'm probably going to embellish it a bit. (laughs) Um, But I, you know, I just recall when I brought it to the forefront on the website, I was definitely transitioning the way that I showed up to do my work into more of a coaching whole person approach versus just a clinical, you know, looking at data and things like that Um, because you really cannot separate it all apart. <laughs> We're not machines. We really are um, very complex creatures. And so we really do want to look at the whole the whole picture of our whole self and you know um really tackle every aspect of you know health and well-being. So uh, you know, our bodies have such a capacity to heal, to adapt. And, um, you know, we can think in terms of medicine if we want to, um, and love really is a powerful, potent medicine that can be used to help us in, in a great way. And I think it's often underutilized. So, um, and, you know, and two, we have to remember, you know, how our mind, our emotions, our spirit, they all have an enormous impact on our physical body. So how we think, how we feel about ourselves and the world, as well as how um, we experience these deeper connections, more spiritual connections, it it can really make all the difference in healing your body and living, you know, in a (laughs) joy-filled, thriving, very vital life. So I'm sure I could write a whole book on this, maybe... I will, I definitely am, um, you know, writing about this in a in a kind of a memoir, if you will. I don't know if I'll ever publish it as a book. We'll see. <laughs> right now it's just something I'm doing for myself. But um I just want to support folks towards more self-love, towards more um healing the healing of yourself, but also learning how to receive love. Um, So we can give and we can receive and we all need to have it both ways, not just, oh, I'll give myself self-love now that I'm aware. It's really about learning how to, you know, collaborate with our fellow humans, whether it's our family members, our friends, our partners and whatnot. It's learning how to receive, how to ask, how to be in relationship with others where we are feeling nurtured by their love. Um, So we really need it both um, from ourselves and from others. So let's tap into this because I think many of us could potentially relate to growing up without what they feel is adequate love or perhaps maybe you were unloved as a child um, and now you're an adult and you kind of realize it. Um, You can always rewrite your story. (laughs) Can always rewrite your story. And you can give yourself the love you deserve first once you realize this, while also seeking it from others in a healthy way. Um, and you can really honestly heal your own childhood and your past wounds around the lack of love or love that maybe had some conditions. Um, you know, I know for me, I grew up in a very um, punitive household where. Loving touch wasn't really had at all. I don't remember being hugged or cuddled. Um, and I had the actually occasionally the opposite. So for me, it took uh, much of my life to um, unpack that and learn how to receive uh, love and affection that was healthy, right? So I just want to encourage folks to, you know, you can rewrite your story, and heal yourself, especially on this front. Um, so, you know, I've been on a mission to do this my whole adult life, as well as my whole time doing this work that I do, um, and deepening my own healing journey after my, um, split with my kid's father. Um, And, you know, previous to all of that, you know, my soul was just like craving the love that I was missing. And I think maybe you guys could relate. (laughs) And that showed up for me. It manifested in my health. It affected my emotions. It even deeply affected my life choices, And I experienced a lot of pain and suffering in my life, as most of us have. Maybe maybe not most of us have, but we all can relate to some degree to pain, um, some more than others. And for me, it really did stem from a lack of love. And I spent a lot of my life lost, sick, soul searching, seeking for meaning, trying to understand what seemed to be missing for me. So I don't know. Maybe you guys relate to that. And so, what started to turn it all around was me coming to an understanding of love and acceptance. And I'll save that story for another day. I'm, I, it is in the book I'm I'm working on, so maybe I'll put that out into the world in some way for you. But basically, it just it just cracked me wide open and onto a path where I realized I could heal myself. I realized I actually had a choice and a say in my own health and well-being. Totally novel concept, right? <laughs> so, you know, it got to the point where I realized healing healing myself was my own responsibility. It's nobody else's. And honestly, it is a privilege. It's a gift. But it's also, I believe, a duty. You know, one that I think is lost in our culture because we collectively have wrongfully place the responsibility onto our doctors and leaders and authority figures, and we don't trust ourselves enough to know we really have everything we need within us. And so today, more than ever, we have incredible resources at our fingertips to find the information and appropriate support to take back our health and life. So I feel like healing yourself is one of the most empowering things you can experience, And if you can learn, and when I say learn, I mean, this is an evolution (laughs) to truly begin to believe in yourself um, and know that you're, you really are capable and smart enough to make better decisions and get, you know, the right information. Even if you have to dig quite a bit, I sure did. I mean, I had to dig and dig and dig and dig. And it was this craving deep within that, like, I couldn't let up to discover what I needed to discover to fully heal. And um, so if it's available to me, it's available to you. You know, Um, none of us are experts, but that's okay. Um, You can start to learn enough to begin to know enough to get the resources you need. And you can gift yourself with the investment of time to research, (laughs) And even money, like even invest your money to obtain the best support that you can get. Because honestly, guys, we are all worthy of um, this depth of love and, and support and healing. Um, and honestly, the more of us who step into that, uh, the better the better the world is going to be. So it's really your responsibility to inform yourself. It's not your doctor's responsibility. Once you're an adult, it's not even your parents' responsibility and no one's ever going to care more about your own health than you. So, we, you know, I'm I'm really all about taking a stand for not giving your power away to these other external forces and, you know, stand in it your own power that is by standing up for yourself, you know? It's your responsibility to find a way. Okay? We can do this. <laughs> Now, everyone's path's is going to look different than mine. That's okay. Um, the thing is, is when you get to this place of radical personal responsibility to heal yourself, it removes your feelings of doubt. It replaces them with, you know, an I can do this attitude, you know, because we're all figure outers. And um, well, if we choose to be, that is. Um, so you're only going to be more strengthened the more you step into this mindset. And then, you know, make more informed decisions instead of waiting for someone else to come and rescue you. And why I say this is because, you know, if you weren't loved and supported deeply as a child, you know, it's possible you could be waiting around for someone to, you know, meet the need. And, you know, it may never happen. (laughs) It might. But that's kind of, you know a wait and see. It's very frustrating. It's not you being empowered to take the best care of yourself. Um I know we need both, but sometimes it's it's necessary for us to kickstart this all on our own. You know, you can certainly find people who can support you, and that's what I mean by investing in yourself. But, you know, you can only be a victim of your lack of health, love, and happiness if you allow yourself to be. So, you know, don't worry. It's okay to take your time on this journey to healing yourself. There's no rush at all. As long as you start and don't stop. (laughs) So let me ask you a quick question. Where in your life do you feel that you need to allow more time to give yourself what you need to heal? Are you ready to assume responsibility for the choices you make? And be the authority in your own life. One of the best ways I think, this is a personal opinion, uh, to help you take full responsibility is to fully embrace who you are. Accept yourself completely. Fall in love with yourself. This means, you know, letting go of where you think you are broken, wrong, or unlovable. So let's talk about loving yourself. When I began to love and accept and approve of myself exactly as I am, and again, this wasn't perfectly all at once or anything like that. It was a big, big, big start. My whole life radically began to change. And I feel like I went from seeing in shades of gray to beginning to see in like bright, vivid colors. And I literally found my wings, metaphorically speaking, and began to fly. And it just, life just started to work better. Even though things weren't perfect, it just felt better. And my health started to improve. My life circumstances shifted. Things slowly fell in line. And one of the best things I found was that I began to actually express myself. I began to use my voice. I began to, you know... Have that vibrancy of expression. And I wish I could tell you this was an overnight process. I really do, but it hasn't been. My initial awakening to love felt radical and huge, Um, but really it's mostly been a daily journey. And I'm still learning. I'm still on this journey. I'm still learning to love myself every day. I keep learning new ways in which I've judged myself, I've been critical of myself. Um, and when I recognize I'm doing this, and let me be honest, sometimes it takes a while to recognize it. I can certainly shift how I speak to myself and love all that, those parts of me too, that I'm judging. Uh, a lot of times it shows up when I have areas of my life that I seem to be sabotaging. (laughs) We all do this. It's normal, or I should say it's common, um, we all do it. We all sabotage. Um, so it's when I really like can recognize that I'm sabotaging, lean in, ask the deeper questions that I can shift to loving that part of me. Sometimes this means bringing other people in, you know, cause other people see our, us in more loving ways than we see ourselves. And they're less judgmental. Of course, those are the right people. So you got to surround yourself with the right people. Um, anyways, So I love um, how one of my favorite mentors shares the best. Louise Hay, God rest her soul, beautiful, beautiful woman, love her work. She wrote a book, You Can Heal Your Life. And in it, it says, loving and approving of yourself, creating a space of safety, trusting and deserving and accepting will create organization in your mind. It'll also create more loving relationships in your life and even enable your healthy and body weight to normalize. People who love themselves and their bodies neither abuse themselves nor others. Self-approval and self-acceptance in the now are the main keys to positive changes in every area of our lives. Loving the self to me begins with never ever criticizing myself for anything. Criticism locks us into the very pattern we are trying to change. Understanding and being gentle with yourself helps you to move out of it. Remember, you have been criticizing yourself for years and it hasn't worked. Try approving of yourself and see what happens. Love is potentially the miracle cure. Loving ourselves works miracles in our lives. All right, look, I know some people may find this to feel a little weird <laughs> because it might be foreign, but it's so important to give yourself the love you are willing to give others, right? So this is where I want to kind of go a little further with this. I'm to talk about saturation love. Okay, so I used to go to church. <laughs> uh, the church that I went to was big on managing your sin, like, let's root out all your problems. And I can still remember a specific message I once heard on the topic of bitterness. It spoke to me at first because I realized I was really bitter. I thought if I could like root out my bitterness, maybe then my life would be better. Let me be perfectly clear though, focusing on the problem only made things far worse and I now know that. Um anyway, In my quest to, like, air quote, root out my bitterness, (laughs) one day I remember heading to the church bookshop and picking up a book called How to Be Free from Bitterness. And to this day, I honestly do not remember most of what the book said. What I do remember, as if it was burned into my soul, was a short little chapter called Saturation Love. And in the chapter, there was a story told about parents of a child who was inflicting self-harm as well as harm to his sibling. The parents sought counsel to figure out how they could help their child because their regular path of punitive parenting, like spanking, to stop the undesirable behavior also of hitting, hello, was not working. Gee, I wonder why. (laughs) Anyways, Um, it now seems like a no brainer to me, but I grew up in a punitive household that came from the idea that punishment was, you know, God's idea for parents to keep their kids in line. I no longer believe this. I actually believe this is incredibly harmful, but that's another topic for another time, perhaps, or maybe it's not. I don't know. But what the author and the counselor shared with these parents in that specific chapter and the story that unfolded after is What stuck with me most to this day? He told the parents to start hugging their child every time he did the undesired behaviors, either picking his warts on his face or hitting his brother. And not just once, but all day as much as possible, just saturate him with love and affection through copious hugs. Now, the mom at first did not want to do this because she thought it would reinforce the bad behaviors. And the counselor said, don't worry. He's already gotten the message that it's wrong. Not only should you hug him the next time he hits his brother, I want you to hug him all day long. He hasn't gotten enough love. And the only time he gets attention is when he is bad. So if he hits his brothers in order to get attention, this is why. He picks his face because he's insecure. I guarantee that if you pour loving attention on him with overkill, His face will clear up and he will quit hitting his little brothers within two weeks. So the parents followed through, the situation resolved, and the child stopped picking his face. And I remember when I read that, it was like, I don't know why, but it was like my jaw dropped a thousand feet and my mind was blown. And I was like, could it really be that simple? Could that kind of love truly overcome the hurts that cause us to act out and sabotage ourselves and how we treat others? So the principle of saturation love is this. It it includes adequate love, quality time, quantity of time, plus undivided attention. Saturation basically means that the maximum absorption has been reached a saturated solution is one where, you know, the solvent cannot dissolve any more solute. So for example, if you continue to add and stir sugar into a glass of water or salt, as I teach many of you with the salt soleil, <laughs> um, the water will eventually become saturated with either the sugar or the salt, meaning that you could put more in, but it's not going to dissolve it. And so after the solution reaches this saturation point, any additional uh, sugar or salt is just going to fall to the bottom of the glass because the water cannot dissolve anymore. And so it's the same with love. It's actually possible. It's actually possible to saturate someone or yourself with love so that any additional love is not received. It's not rejected. It's just not needed. It's like all of a sudden, it's just, it's normal to be so loved. You're so satiated, um, you know, and it's, it's just a beautiful thing and it's possible. So here's the thing. If you don't feel you receive this kind of love as a child um, or even aren't now, you know, many of us definitely haven't, you can still give this love to yourself. You can still receive this love from others for yourself as well as help them in the same way. You know, many people seek this outside of themselves in unhealthy ways because they don't know how to gift it to themselves or receive it in a healthy way in the first place because it just wasn't demonstrated properly or given freely without condition. So this is okay. I want people to be okay in an acceptance of how this has happened in your life because you can still you know, rewrite your story, learn to saturate yourself with this kind of love and, you know, find those in your life who will give this type of love to you. Okay. That was the main message. I just wanted to talk about this because it's beautiful when you start to experience it. And I have shared so many posts on love and loving yourself and self-love and I know it feels super cliche and super cheesy and like it's lacking and, you know, we definitely need it to be full spectrum, right? But I do think we can choose it for ourselves, you know, and so it, it may, it may, po- it may feel challenging. Don't get me wrong. It wasn't easy for me. I had to realize, okay, this is, this matters uh, immensely and really lean in. So you can do so many things to give yourself the love that you were missing and you need. You can do all kinds of manners of self-care. You can support yourself with meditation. You can nourish your body even with just real food. You know, that's a, a beautiful act of love. Um, incredibly supportive. You know, just giving yourself time for, for meeting your own needs. Um, learning to love yourself as you are instead of judge and criticize yourself, you know. Um, so I have a lot of articles and blog posts about all this. If you want to dig in some more, those links will be in the official blog post that I'm sharing with you in this recording. So you can check those out, do a little more reading. Um Honestly, it just bears repeating so it's and saturating in. So you know let let yourself get permeated with this message if you feel that it's going to be supportive of you in this time honestly i i don't see why it wouldn't be for all of us um and so you know think about it are you at your saturation point you know the point where love's permeated infused and saturated your heart and your soul long enough that you, it, your heart is so full, it bursts and overflows. Like every day I've been waking up and I'm like, my heart is so full, I feel like it's bursting. Like I'm just so fucking full. Um, and it doesn't just heal you. <laughs> it be that that burst and overflow, you know, spills out onto others and it begins to impact them as well. So I don't want to underestimate the power of love and the medicine that it can bring to us. Um, it is a journey and, uh, I hope you will take that journey for yourself. And I also hope that you found this episode supportive right now. Thanks for listening to a joy to be me. I will see you on the next episode. Please share this episode, tell a friend or tag me on Instagram at LydiaJoyMe. me. And if you like the show rate or review five stars are great on whatever platform you are listening to. Google Play, iTunes, just leave a comment there. It totally helps me out. I appreciate you.